You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was the call last night on TNT. The three words everybody in Philly has been dreading. Embiid is down. Uh, Joel Embiid injured in that loss to the Warriors last night. He's going to have an MRI later today on that knee. It sounds like, according to Nick Nurse, this is unrelated to other issues that were going on in that knee. We got a lot to talk about, and we will dive into what this does to the NBA MVP market and how all of your Embiid MVP tickets might as well be used for kindling right now and what to do to perhaps save yourself in the NBA MVP market in just a couple of minutes. But welcome into BetQL Daily for a Wednesday here on the BetQL Network live coast to coast and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. It's free. Download it today. Take us with you wherever you're going. And of course, get us as a podcast later, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And appreciate you watching the show as well on Twitch, twitch.tv. Slash BetQL. I'm Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. We will get into that MVP conversation. Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus for his weekly visit in the middle of the second hour. Reed Wallach to talk college hoops just after Brad. Plenty to talk about prop-wise in the Super Bowl. We'll power rank some of our favorite props for the big game. We'll continue our NFL year in review in the final hour today, looking at the NFC North with the recently eliminated Detroit Lions. And we'll go off the board as well. One team changing ownership, going from the old staid owner to the venture capitalists. What does it mean in Baltimore? All that on the way. But let's start in the NFL where one guy says, speaking of Detroit and speaking of the Baltimore, Washington area. (laughs) No, I'm I'm good. Commanders? No, I'm cool. Um, Ben Johnson, guys, is staying put in Detroit as their offensive coordinator. So, what the heck does Washington do now? Where do they turn? They still haven't interviewed Mike Vrabel. Um, They did interview Bill Belichick at one point, but kind of walked away from that. What does ownership want to do? And I'm going to start with you, Aaron, uh, because you're closer to this than the two of us, but what the heck is the next play? I mean, you've got – this is not the same kind of ownership group, for example, down in Dallas where – Jerry Jones goes to the Senior Bowl and makes lewd overtures via Yahoo Sports to Bill Belichick. This is, you know, like basically winking and kissing at the camera. Um, this is this is Josh Harris and the new commander's ownership that want to make a name for themselves, but they're kind of left with their shorts out in the wind now because where do they turn for the the head coaching position? Great question, and apparently Ben Johnson let the new ownership know as they were flying to Detroit. That's like planning a date and saying, you know what, 
Uh, our date's in five minutes and I changed my mind. I'm no longer interested. It's obviously worse, but we've been talking about it since the new ownership has been in place. Like they've got to get this right. They've got to get the new head coach right. And now they're kind of left out in the cold with this situation. It seemed like they were a bit surprised uh, from what I saw yesterday, even though they're going to act like, oh yeah, we've had some great interviews. We'll be fine. I don't know, Joe. I think they wanted Ben Johnson. Oh, there's no doubt they wanted Ben Johnson. They had all their eggs in that basket and looked what happened. Wait, Boomer, I thought it was a lock. Wasn't it a lock a week ago? Boomer Sison was telling everyone. Uh, Shefty was right. He said it on Monday. Saying, you know, everybody's got these things, like no doubters. Ben Johnson to Washington, Dan Quinn to Seattle. One, if not both, are not going to happen. And uh, he he's dead on about that one uh, with, with this one. And we're still sitting here with two openings and Belichick and Vrabel are free agents. I, how do you start the season with both of them being free agents when you have two teams that they're not quite sure what to do? Like there are a couple of obvious, obvious answers here. Um, what about Belichick to Washington? Is that That's, crazy? I think that makes a lot of sense. It has to I still just, be alive. Right? Yeah. I just look at, okay, If what, what are the organizations that want Belichick? I would say the organizations that are looking for a fresh start, that kind of, not a Band-Aid, but a transition period. You know he's not going to be there long term, but let's bring some professionalism to the building. Let's clean all the crap out. Tell us everything we're doing wrong. Like, Washington checks every single box. Does he want to deal with, you know, a, a rookie quarterback and, and some yeah. of that? But maybe watching what happened with C.J. Stroud last year uh, would make him change his mind if he was hesitant on that. But to me, it seems quite obvious. I mean, look, look. I mean, what's obvious to us isn't to others. There have been some surprise hires thus far. But if I'm running things, these two orgs, like, these two guys are getting the last two jobs, but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. And, well, in three and a half weeks ago, I would have heard all those arguments against going to Washington for Belichick because it was like, well, it's Bill, it's Bill Belichick. He can pick and choose. But now it's it's not so easy. Like for Belichick, it's mm-hmm. I want to coach. I want to get my final, what is it, 12 or 13 wins or whatever I need to pass Shula. Um and, oh, does it mean I have to go to Washington with inexperienced owners and I don't know what my quarterback situation is? Yeah, but you got a couple building blocks up front on defense and you can build the thing in your image, right? You can mm-hmm. full, go full on Belichick. You, you know, the old Parcells line about buying the groceries and cooking the meal, Aaron. Like, I got to think now, as opposed to a month ago, Washington's a lot more attractive to Belichick. That's what worries me, though. Do we want Bill Belichick buying the groceries here in Washington? Because it hasn't worked out that well in New England. And now with the new ownership, you've already got Adam Peters, the new GM in place. Are they going to butt heads? This could be a little disaster, a disaster, and I'm here for it if there is drama and chaos. Um, but I'm not sure how that's gonna go. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a lock that that's smooth sailing. Well, I know it's Bill Belichick, but the GM's in place, which means to me that he's the one that would have more power. He'd be the one probably doing the hiring, or at least having some sort of say in that. Um, yeah, Belichick would have to give some of that up, I think. 
But that yeah. wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Maybe that's something he's coming to grips with. Like, I give up Hopefully. some of this power or I'm not coaching at the start of the season. Like, that's probably what he's trying to balance. And, and Aaron, I got to say, I mean, you're closer to it and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I found it quite amusing yesterday. I didn't realize how many commanders homers are in the media there. Just watching some of the stuff that was coming out of the D.C. area. I'm like, they're talking about this job like it's A1 job out there. Like they've got Herbert or something. We got the number two pick. We got all this cap space. I don't want Ben Johnson. Dude, you're in the media. Shut the hell up. Do you understand the dumpster fire that you've been covering your entire career? I, I, I couldn't believe some of the crap that was coming out of there. I think it's delusional. And I also think that people are in denial. Like Ben Johnson saw this and was like, nah, I'm good. I'll yeah. sit this one out and stay in Detroit. It's not even that sexy of an opportunity. No. Like he decided to pass on it and stay. I also heard he was asking for a lot of money that teams he were was. taken aback by it. Yeah. So just good for him. report a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and everybody's like, there's no way he's asking for 15 million. Maybe he was. Yeah. I mean, good for him. He's going to make sure if he leaves the comfort of Detroit, the relative comfort of Detroit, he's going to get paid to do so. The other part of this, and I saw Jake mention this in our uh, our messages on the side here. Um, Dallas, like I said, I mentioned Jerry, but like that's sitting out there. If you're Dan Quinn, I, do you necessarily want to leave Dallas if you can jump over McCarthy's cold, dead body halfway through next season and into the head coaching job? If you're... Anybody else, if you're Belichick, you know, and like I said, Jerry is basically making goo-goo eyes at you and playing footsie under the the camera of Yahoo Sports. Do you want to necessarily jump at Washington if you know the Cowboys might be available a year from now? Um, the, The NFC East from Dallas to Philly in their coordinator shuffle to the Giants and Saquon and Danny Dimes and, you know, Tommy Cutlets late in the year, all the way down to Washington, and nobody wants to coach them. It's a beautiful, beautiful, sordid soap opera. It is the the NFC East and the beautiful. It should be on right after the Young and the Restless. Uh, we will get into the Super Bowl and some of our favorite props in just a couple of minutes. But let's talk about Embiid. Um, Joe, you won your Warriors bet last night. That was a good call by you because I guess if we knew Embiid was going to play, we knew it wouldn't be 100% Embiid. He did end up playing, but not just for the injury prior that was bothering him in that left knee. He then has Jonathan Kaminga land on that left knee and looks like hyperextended, gets helped off the court, MRI scheduled later today. And everyone, like I said to start the show, who's holding Embiid MVP tickets has to figure out what step two is after step one, light them on fire. Yeah, they're dead, right? Yeah. I mean, as, as far as last night, uh, Maxi did not play, but he, even before this injury, I guess, since we're separating all of them, even before this one, he was not all that effective last night. He missed 13 of his 18 shot attempts, and then this happens, but this is always the concern with Embiid. So we see him dropping in some sports books this morning down to 15 to 1. Like, you might as well make that a lot higher, but we're pro- they're probably waiting until we get closer and closer to the mark where. Uh, missed games is the factor and he's ineligible for the MVP. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's that misses so much. So he got the award when he was out there for the full season. 
maybe that's going to be the only one of his career. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. This is what happens with some bigs. And that's why a lot of people have have gone towards building around some of the star wing players as opposed to bigs. Like the lifespan is much shorter. Injuries start piling up. And for Embiid, unfortunately, um, it started at a very young stage in his career. And once it starts, it usually doesn't stop, Aaron. Yeah, and we've also been saying it's tough to place a bet on Embiid for MVP because of his style of play. Um, he ends up on the floor a lot and he ends up injured. It's just, it's risky unless you're getting really, really good value. Like why even take that risk? Um, we had Von Dalzell on yesterday. He was like, even before this happened, Hey, I'm just going to put my money on Shay. I think those odds got a little bit shorter. What from four to one down to pretty much three, three to one. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I-, I liked his argument about maybe there is some fatigue um with Jokic but uh and I just don't think I can do the Luka thing like the fact that they he just always plays so many minutes he's probably he's in the Embiid category for me and I don't know if I could put my money on that one Chris yeah no there's just no value really left anywhere um you know Giannis is seven to one now I don't like the the idea of betting on the guy who's now being coached by Doc and whose team has been in such turmoil all year. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Luca at five to one. Do we even really know how you know how deep do the Mavs go this year? If if anywhere, um, they're in the play-in now. That's the problem. Right? Yeah. There's I mean, seven. Luca's not winning MVP if the Mavs don't don't finish in the top six. Um, SGA, I like. I mean, I, I'll, I'll bet him over his point prop every single game, but that doesn't amount. I don't. I don't know. I, there's no. There's not enough value left there for him right now at three to one, um, and Jokic is gone. Um, it, it, hopefully, you got Jokic much earlier when there was still some value based on the fact that Embiid uh, was still playing regularly. But the MVP market is kind of shot right now, Joe. Like there's. Unless you can see somebody way down the board absolutely catching fire in the last three months, two and a half months, which I I don't I, I don't see anybody down there. Tatum, Durant, Edwards, Kawhi. Yeah, that's the tough part. Um, I do think team success is part of this. So you mentioned top six, and yeah, we've seen some outliers fall in that sixth spot and win it, like Russell Westbrook. Um, but I thought that was a special situation that yeah. you really need to be higher. You probably need to be top three um, in your given conference. So the Luka numbers are staggering, but you've got to see more team success. Could they move up uh, over in the Western Conference? Well, they're a couple games out of being the five. So yeah, but can they get higher? I don't know. I think if we're kind of moving down this list, we're quickly eliminating guys, right? Like, um, if you're going to Embiid's the fifth favorite still, even though the numbers just jumped, if we're going to eliminate him, are we going to eliminate Tatum? Some will. Uh, Betham Jam has him 66 to one. Probably. We're probably down to two or three guys. So, you know, most people believe it's either Jokic or SGA. Maybe, maybe it's Giannis. Maybe. maybe uh, but they Milwaukee's have a tough schedule. To- yeah, and they're going to have to figure some things out the rest of the way, too. Uh, yeah. Pacers come close in Boston. At least they cover. Knicks run their winning streak to eight. Plenty of college hoops to talk about as well. Reed Wallach joins at the end of the next hour. But coming up next, we power rank our favorite Super Bowl props. 
Alongside Joe and Aaron, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Wanted to watch. Kelsey wins it. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Just four or five touchdowns during the regular season. We all thought Travis Kelsey might be falling off, but he has shown up big in the playoffs for the Chiefs. Does that affect how we bet him in the Super Bowl? We get into that in just a moment. Later in the show, Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus for his weekly visit. In fact, one hour from now, we'll talk to Reed Wallach about college hoops later as well. And our NFL year in review continues with teams that are out of it, obviously. The NFC North uh, later today in the third and final hour. And uh, Pebble Beach right around the corner. So we'll talk a little golf, a few golf bets thrown in in the final hour as well. And we focus on rushing props for Super Bowl 58 a little bit later alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. You can watch us on YouTube and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Every week we like to power rank things because power ranking things is fun because if you can't power rank things, how do you know what's best and what's worst? So there you go. That's how we power rank and why we power rank. And today, with so many ways, it can feel overwhelming, to be quite honest, especially if this is like one of the two or three times a year you really get into sports betting, right? A a lot of casual bettors come around this time of year. It's like, oh, there's so much to bet on. I've got anthems. I've got Gatorade. I've got rushing props. I've got touchdown scores. We decided we would help a little bit. So we're going to power rank our favorite Super Bowl bets on the field and off. Joe, I'll let you lead us off. Give me your five favorite Super Bowl bets right now, 11 days away from the game. I'll tell you, this exercise got me hyped for the game. Like you mentioned, still 11 days out, but my approach was a lot of the bets that I end up spending way too much time handicapping. But for some reason, I have a wager on them every single year, and I will have wagers on all of these uh, this year. We'll start at number five. One of my favorite Super Bowl prop bets every year is the first song of the halftime show. That's number five. Now, you know, I was looking at last year's list. You realize Rihanna did 15 songs? 15. 15? I was like, wow. yeah, they don't do full songs, but yeah, right. she did at some point. Dang. Um, 15 different songs last year. Uh, What's My Name was the first one a couple years ago with Jerry and Snoop. The next episode was the first one. So I love breaking down what could possibly be the first song. You know, uh, was that four years ago? Paul Aspen, very excited. Shakira, Shakira. I I like to pretend a few years ago that the weekend never happened when nobody was there. Like that was just, I just try to forget about that, that entire thing. But yeah, we'll be breaking down Usher and what he's going to do with the first song of the halftime show number four on my list favorite prop bets for the super bowl shortest touchdown the number is always set at one and a half and people are very scared to go under i love to bet under one and a half it could be a a sneak uh we'll talk about the rushing props later i think there's some opportunity uh on a lot of these running backs or just rushes in general maybe it's a debo but under one and a half for shortest touchdown love playing that Number three, every year I got to play in the MVP. Might have a couple plays. I'll be betting uh, the MVP. My favorite one to get home was Von Miller. And, and even though he was talked about a lot that year, 
Like I remember the day of the game, you can get him at 12 to 14 to one range. Uh, so maybe something happens outside the box there. MVP, we'll be talking about that a ton over the next 11 days. Uh, number two on my list is the opening kickoff. Will it be a touchback? Yes or no? Now, it's lost a lot of value in recent years. I mean, you can go back not that long ago, and you could find it at better than two to one. But uh, Pat McAfee famously said that it's like kicking a brick, and I always bet the no on this. Now, recently, maybe that's turned a little bit. Maybe we'll find some value. But it's always plus money on the no because people are like, oh, of course it's going to be a touchback to start the game. But uh, that's one of my favorites. And number one, quickly mentioned this yesterday, the national anthem. Do we go over? Do we go under? Uh, it's not like the shortest touchdown where I always go under. Like sometimes it's over, sometimes it's under. We'll see where the information leads us. We'll see where the uh, handicapping leads us. But uh, we'll be doing this this breakdown. My most memorable anthem would be just a few years ago because I was sharing on Twitter at the time some of the prop bets on Demi Lovato, who was singing it that year. And let me tell you, I didn't know that there were corners that that are obsessed with Demi Lovato of this world. I was dragged for about a month. Like they wouldn't, these people would in my mentions for a month because I had tweeted out that you could bet on over under um, the next time, the number of days between the next time that Demi Lovato goes into rehab and boy, her people <laughs> were dragging me. I was just like, I'm putting facts out people. Um, so those are my, my top five. Number one, Anthem. Number two, kickoff. Uh, opening kickoff will be a touchback. Number three, MVP. Number four, shortest touchdown over under one and a half yards. And number five, the first song of the halftime show. All right. I like this. Um, I may have gotten far too specific in mind now that I think about it, but I like the way you're going, Joe, where, hey, these are the markets to keep an eye on. So, Aaron, what do you got? First, a Demi Lovato story. When she was in the news a lot, people started telling me I looked like her. Even at the airport, oh. I got stopped. I don't really see no. it, but I guess when someone's in the news a lot and like recognizable, that start was a to thing. See it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no longer a thing. Um, but yeah, I wasn't sure if I liked that or not. Really? Have you ever been told Did you, you look like someone? No, but I was just kind of like, okay, you know, I mean, she's cute, and but you know, the rehab stuff, all the, yeah. I'm like, also, I was like, am I fat? Like, I don't know how to take that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait! The the Demi Lovato slander happening here this morning. Yeah, she denied it. I asked you, is she ugly? No, she's not ugly. But I'm thinking, am I fat? Gee, man, oh, Emmy yeah. Lovato fans, you thought your Instagram was bad with Ravens fans last week, Aaron. Yeah. Here come the Demi Lovato let's not, fans now. Let's not post that um, clip Dude, on social media today. I don't, I don't really want to relive, relive any hatred. I had enough last week. Um, so I, hand up, think I may have missed the assignment here. I actually picked, oh like, prop bets like numbers and things that you oh, can maybe i on. did maybe i'm the no, one no yours is you way more fun yeah oh okay. mine was way more serious and i guess also my process was that with this was maybe when i take a dive into these prop bets i looked at player props 
I'll come closer to a side here because I'm still really torn, even though I bet uh, Chiefs money line. I'm I'm really torn on how this goes, but let's start. So Chris Mack, he kind of alluded to it. Big time players show up in big time games. In his last game of the regular season, this man had about 16 yards. Then you tell Mr. Kelsey it's playoff time and he's been going over this prop every week travis kelsey over 70 and a half receiving yards it's minus 110 i mean he went off last week i think he can do it again i know the niners defense is really good but still it's travis kelsey he's gonna find a way to go over 70 and a half and number four we're gonna get into rushing props but i had to get this one in isaiah pacheco 16 and a half rush attempts over uh, minus 119 was the best number, uh, but this will probably go up. Chiefs ranked 17th in yards allowed. That was in the regular season, but we were talking about it last week in that matchup. Like, you could run on this um, team, on this Niners team, rather. So I think that is a way to, you know, approach this in the run game with some Isaiah Pacheco uh, rush attempts there. Pat Mahomes, over 36 and a half pass attempts. Quarterback pass attempts is one of my favorite. 39 last week, 41 against the Dolphins. He did not go over this against the Bills. Uh, so that does concern me a little bit. But if the if they are down, he's going to have to start passing. You know, that's what he does. So if that's the way things go, uh, over 36 and a half. That's minus 115. CMC, over 89 and a half rush yards. I mean, come on, he's CMC, right? I mean, I already bet two-plus touchdowns. Um, that was something I bet right away. If you think this is going to be a CMC game, definitely take my chances, especially, you know, if they are up and rely on the run and try to wear down the defense, I could see it going that way. So kind of like a little insurance policy with that. And then Brock Purdy, pass attempts. So I was on this last week. It did go over. I put it number one because it's plus 102. Not quite a plus money banger, <laughs> but it was the only one that is plus money that made this list. Uh, 30 and a half was his prop last week against the Ravens. Uh, now it's 31 and a half. So I think Mr. Irrelevant may have no choice but to get over that in the Super Bowl, Chris. Yeah, I, I, the CMC and Pacheco stuff I really like, and we'll obviously, like you said, dig into it a little bit more when we go rushing prop specific at the top of the hour. So I, much like you, Aaron, took the assignment much too seriously and much too literally. Um, Joe clearly had more fun with this than we did, but I have a little mix here of both. I'm going to start. I'm bummed. I was way <laughs> too serious. Sorry. Uh I, t I try not to be boring, but I was in this assignment. No, no, no. no Usually okay. not you, yeah. We, we've, all got <laughs> early, we've all got early leans on this thing, and I'll start at number five, because I agree. I think it's going to be a Christian McCaffrey game. So McCaffrey touchdowns is one that I'm definitely looking at. Now, there's two different ways to play it. Like you did, Aaron, you can be all over multiple touchdowns because that's going to get you the, uh, the better return. You can also, and I thought about this this morning as I was looking at it, with a McCaffrey touchdown, anytime touchdown being like minus 210 most places, that's a, like, I don't want to say a lock parlay leg, but if I'm looking to put together a few minus parlay legs and get myself some decent money out of it, I'm going to throw a McCaffrey touchdown in there because 
I feel about as good as that of, of that happening as anything else in this game uh, in Super Bowl 58. So give me the McCaffrey touchdown market. That's definitely one I'm going to keep an eye on. Number four, we talked about it at length yesterday, the length of the national anthem. It's still right around 86 and a half seconds. I just can't see an anthem singer in this day and age. The entire world is watching you. You're going to hurry up? Hell no, I'm not hurrying up. I'm Reba in McIntyre. This is my <laughs> stage right now. Y'all are going to appreciate me. I'm going to drag out the rockets, red glare, and the bombs bursting in air. And it's going to take a while, y'all. So I am leaning heavily on over on Anthem Time right now. But that's one I'm keeping an eye on. And if you take over, like we talked about yesterday, it is like a minus 140, minus 150. So maybe there's another parlay leg, right? Maybe you include that with your McCaffrey touchdown to get some plus money, two things that you're really counting on happening. And who knows? Maybe you're cashing that out by the end of the first quarter, hopefully. Number three, Mm -hmm. you mentioned Travis Kelsey. We've already talked about him. We heard the clip at the top of the segment. Kelsey receptions. I don't know if I like yards as much. Uh, I don't know if I like a Kelsey Mm. touchdown as much. I do think, especially if, like you said, Mahomes is over on attempts, Aaron, like Kelsey's going to get pumped the football in this game. He is the most reliable target on that side of the ball for the Chiefs. And I think whether it's in an attempt to come back, which I think may be the case at some point in the second half, I do think there will be a lot of back and forth in this game, low scoring back and forth, but back and forth, or maybe an attempt to close the game out. Who else are you going to rely on uh, to catch the ball underneath for you? He did it, like you said, against the Ravens. I think he can do it. Granted, great linebacking core for the Niners. I think he can do it against their linebacking core. And remember, Jair Brown at strong safety, the bulk of the second half of the season, instead of Taloa Hafanga, who's out for the year. Um, Number two that I really like, any scoring drive. I really like this. Any scoring drive to take less time than the anthem, No, that is a big no for me. It's plus 200 right now on the no. I think this is one of those games where if you're of a certain generation, um, you remember getting up the morning of the Super Bowl and ESPN would do the NFL films version of every Super Bowl. It was a marathon all day, all weekend now it takes. Um, And you would always watch Super Bowl three. And it would be the Vikings and the Chiefs. And Hank Stram would be standing on the sideline for the Chiefs talking about matriculating the ball down the field. I think we're going to get long drives put together in this game. Both teams have strong running backs. They've got the ability to piece things together. Eight, nine, ten or more play drives will happen. I do think it's still going to be low scoring. But I think we're going to have long drives. I don't know if we get many big plays in this game. And finally... The one guy I do think will hit on a big play if we get one, the guy who had the butterfly or the ladybug land on his shoe in the NFC Championship game. Give me Brandon Ayuk for his long reception, which right now is at 24 and a half, and he's hit that in half his games this year. All right, so some of us missed the assignment, but I think we had fun with it anyway. (laughs) Coming up next, we go off the board alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. You're locked into BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
off the board. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. I'm a little bit surprised. Couple of owners now have sold here in the DMV, as people call it. The Angelos family agrees to sell the Orioles. Another, um, hmm, how do I put it? Hate is a strong word, but people mm. in this area are not big fans of what they. I think it's accurate in, in this case. No, hate, hate is proper, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, if we, who do you think pe- fan bases hated more, Dan Snyder or the Angelos family? Because it's probably pretty close. Donald Sterling was up there, and a lot of these clowns are out, which is great. Yeah. And all sports, right? NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Um, you tell us, because you're closer to the situation. Uh, my guess would be Snyder. Just because it's the NFL, yeah. it's, it's bigger, and the history of the organization, and just you—you you were never going to be successful with that guy. I, I would think Snyder uh, more than anything, right? I agree. Unless yeah, your name's Kevin Brown. Yeah, and some of the <laughs> stuff that was going on with with Washington back in the day is yeah. worse yeah. than I think anything Angelos has ever been accused of, which was just being a disinterested, greedy owner. So John Angelos has agreed to sell the Orioles to the Carlisle Group, uh, which um, David Rubenstein is the founder. So it still has to be approved by Major League Baseball. Um, Owners are scheduled to meet next week in Orlando, uh, but it seems like uh, Rubenstein will be taking over control. Maybe they'll uh, find a way to you know, get to the World Series is now a time to place that bet, Paul. What were you going to? Oh, it's you were going to put the Ravens in there. Never mind. But an Orioles uh, championship parlay could be fun to put them in somewhere. Maybe uh, we're working on LA, LA, right? Is that the next one? No, no, we're not doing Clippers. <laughs> I don't need any more pain. Like, let me just sign up for pain. No, yeah, we could do the the crab. Was it crab cake parlay? There you go. Parlay, something like that. But you just said Lamar Lamar ain't winning it, so. That's true. I I put put down a Baltimore. Uh, Come on. Terrible. I'd put down an Orioles Ravens next year. Ravens this year Orioles. I'd put that. I'd put a little what? little pizza money on that. Okay, but you got you know you got to start it with to really juice it up. You mix it in with a bunch of guys uh, in the Masters, like the From top spring, the top twenty oh. board. You start with the Masters, then you go into it. Okay, we can cook this. Or up. if you really want to get crazy. The two owners that are gone, Orioles Commanders. See, now, yeah. now, right. maybe you were getting I'm crazy yesterday. She was getting crazy yesterday saying Washington could win the NFC East, but not, I mean, yeah. this is going. Belichick brings them to the promised land year oh, one. Oh, no. Oh, that's all oh, the homers are going to be. They were out Wait. full force yesterday Hold defending on. no Ben Johnson. Imagine if re- Belichick, what's going to happen. Yeah, let me revisit the text chain here from yesterday as soon as the Ben Johnson news hit. And yeah. let's find how Aaron, how quickly Aaron backpedaled like an all-pro corner on on a 4-3 wide receiver. She backpedaled that quickly on that on that c- Commanders division bet. 
Oh, what'd she say? I also, I, I, I also I had some uh, ulterior I'm motives. Back, I know someone I'm that would have probably joined them. the coaching staff mm-hmm. that I was hoping I'm, would be moving here. I'm back to fading them, LOL. Cancel everything I said. Right there. I got the receipts. <laughs> well, Dan I don't blame Ben Johnson. Johnson. I mean, let's be honest. Does this sound like Jim Harbaugh walking into a great situation? You would hope and think with Justin Herbert there. But the commanders, it's tough. It's not. It should be a rebuild. I mean, it would be shocking. I don't know what the odds on commanders to win the Super Bowl are going to be next year, but they should be long. Awesome. I can no. tell you. You're him. You're the big name. You're the offensive mastermind, right, for a couple of years now. You want to be the, the guy that everybody's going for, right? You don't want to be the seventh hire, whatever number we're on, sixth or seventh hire at this point. Like You play this out another year. Chances are – the offense is successful again for Detroit, and his name is just going to be as hot as, as it is right now, and he's going to be viewed as maybe the top candidate. You know, a year where you don't have Harbaugh, you don't have the Belichick, Vrabel chatter out there, some of the other names that have been hired. So um, I, I get it. I get it. Chances are their, their offense is still going to be really good next year, and it sucks. We'll break it down with the NFC North uh, later. Sucks if you're in that division because you were counting on him leaving. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 100 to 1, 150 to 1 if you want to jump on Commanders now, Aaron, uh, for next year's Super Bowl. It's it's there for you. Should be higher. Should be a lot higher. I agree. So we're not doing that. Throw that into our Chesapeake parlay. We're not doing that. But I did find a golfer from the Baltimore area, from Tacoma Park, Maryland, who actually not bad he's got a t29 at the u.s open uh he's got sorry t7 what's his name 2022 u.s open i'm getting there aaron come on uh and a t29 at the pga <laughs> he's a little edge of our seat. oh i'm there i'm there paul what do you got what is it? <laughs> denny mccarthy denny oh, mccarthy at 101 for the masters and the o's and the o's at seventeen to one, he did a build up for Denny McCarthy. I mean, oh look, the God. other options on there were like Freddie Funk, who I don't even know is uh, the last time he's played golf. So, whoa, uh, I'm surprised ten- he's still alive. Well, I was I was about to go there, but I was like, he's not that old. Uh, ten bucks wins you eighteen k. Hundred bucks wins you one hundred eighty. Uh, no, a lot more than that. 180 grand? Yeah, 180 grand. Yeah, 180 grand. Yeah. matter. This is a waste of everybody's time. It really is. <laughs> okay, you know, more of a waste would have been the commanders in there in any regard. True. Or your L.A. True. parlay. Oh, these are all losers, yes. Charger Joe. Yeah. I never said Super Bowl, ever. Clipper Joe. Joe the Clipper. Okay. Oh, I hate them. They suck. God. I wonder, I, I do wonder if this gives Orioles fans any more hope that, like, You've been right on the cusp for the last year or two. Like, hey, I'll go buy my 16 to 1 Orioles World Series ticket right now because maybe our owner won't hamstring us when it comes time to make a big move. That's what I'm saying. Like, they really haven't been making big moves and they've had all these great young prospects. So I think there would be a lot to look forward to with the Orioles. The extensions for all of these guys are going to hit like crack. Like as soon as Rushman and Henderson and Jackson Holiday and Grayson Rodriguez all get their extensions like next week, I mean, it's going to be better than any drug that's ever been invented or will be. (laughs) 
Jesus. Okay. Speaking okay. of drugs, I mean, you've got to be on some or selling some if you're buying Super Bowl tickets. They're going for like 11K per ticket. We talked about, we've been talking about this at least once a week. Like, how much would you spend to go to something like this? We're talking to the glass man about it. He was hoping the Ravens would be there. Uh, But yeah, 11K is wild. So if you're a Chiefs fan, no. We're we're probably going to have more of these, right? And this is the average ticket price, by the way. This is not on the high end. This is the average ticket price. Which is insane. Yeah. Um, Niners if you're fan, a Chiefs fan, maybe... you may have already gone to one by now, too. And you're like, hey, I'll sit right. this one out, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I don't think common, I don't think common everyday people even think about going to a Super Bowl anymore. Like, it's not even, it's not even a thought, even if, like, let's say the, the Lions had won last week, okay? Let's say they had held it together and Dan Campbell didn't give things away. Um, and guys caught passes and didn't fumble. If a Lions fan, I could see the argument there like, hey, it's been it, – it's our first ever trip to the Super Bowl. I've been watching this team since my grandpa taught me to watch this team, and it's been years and decades of just horrible awfulness. I could maybe yeah. see like, hey, honey, sorry, we're not going to that all-inclusive next summer. I'm going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> damn it. But like to your point, the Niners and the Chiefs? No, nah, been there, done that. So people always bring the Super Bowl up when they ask about, like, I'm sure we've all heard this question. Uh, what What's your bucket list sporting event? What's the one sporting event? What's the best sporting event you've ever been to? Or where do, where do you want to go? And people always ask about the Super Bowl just because, I'm like, no, I don't even want to go to the Super Bowl. It's not a big deal. Like, I, I, I would think about yearly events that I'd prefer. I'd much rather go to the Masters. I'd probably rather go to the Derby. I would yeah. definitely rather go to an SEC rivalry game with the tailgating yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, there are so I can probably come up with ten things that I'd rather go to than the Super Bowl. Yeah, none of these. All of those have an appeal of there's they take place in the same place every year right there's a there's a history and a tradition like bama georgia between the hedges or a night yes. game in baton rouge or yeah all of those it, it, uh, the masters augusta every year obviously the derby churchill downs every year the super bowl is a different spot every year like not not that that takes away from the actual game itself but like there's no history at allegiant stadium in las vegas it's just that happens to be the place where they're playing it. Sorry. And it, again, the, I mean, the thing that is the, the least fun sporting event to go to live is an NFL game. Super Bowl or not. Yes, I'm sorry. There's just correct. too much downtime. Yep. In, in If you've been to a Super Bowl or at least in the city where they are, it becomes such a cluster. Like, especially as someone who's been working from home for a while, I feel like I'd have social anxiety. Like, just even getting around, trying to yeah, go to yeah. eat. Like, everything becomes crazy it's almost too much and you're already in vegas as it is it's insane uh really quick um mac you're great at the impersonations can you give us a mm. a tony romo i don't know jim it's a new oh, I, I haven't game. i haven't tried my romo there's oh, gonna be a little bit of a growl in the back of the voice jim i don't know 
I, it took me an hour and a half to get to the other end of the strip last night. I don't even know where I am, Jim, but look at this. Look at Kelsey here. Look at Taylor up in the box. Third and eight, Chiefs game on the line here. Hey, Jim, there's Taylor again. Jim, look at this. This is great, Jim. That's a terrible rumble. I'm sorry. Did you see him get the bum rush by the security when he tried to, to hug Taylor after yes. the game? Oh, that they was awesome. Like yeah, clear he went for the hug. Yeah. And who the hell's this guy? Boom. Get out, I of, didn't see out of there. Wow. wow. <laughs> Stay in your UL lane. Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we talked about CMC and Pacheco earlier. Rushing props for Super Bowl 58 next here on the BetQL Network.